We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Have you been thinking of becoming a Saints Happy Hour patron? We have an offer you can't refuse. Sign up, and if you don't think Saints Happy Hour is the best daily Saints podcast and you aren't having a blast chatting on our private Discord channel with other Saints fans, we will refund your money. No questions asked. If you sign up at the $10 level, you can even keep our Boost Bundle welcome gift after the refund. You have absolutely nothing to lose, so go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. Podcast ads are the worst, right? Everyone hates them. You can get Saints Happy Hour ad-free by becoming a patron. That's right, patrons get access to every show ad-free. No ads ever. You also get Breaking Saints News Podcast, Saints Player Grades, early access to shows, and behind-the-scenes access. Plus, you get access to our Discord channel, where you can talk Saints 24-7 in private with other Saints Happy Hour listeners. And you get our world-famous booze bundle with four swag items. Amazing. So sign up and never have to suffer through another ad again. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com. That's SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. Thanks to JLD Hot Sauce and Knives, Saints Happy Hour listeners now get to listen to the complete version of our weekly Twitter spaces the entire football season. If you want award-winning hot sauces like Boot Jolica or Reaper Madness Special Reserve, go to www.jldsharpsauce.com. They have incredible jellies such as palm and pepper. They also have an incredible selection of handmade knives for cooking, hunting, and your outdoor needs. Go check out the Zombie Killer Quartering Cleaver and tell me it's not the best damn quartering cleaver you ever saw in your entire life. Jerry Embler is a tremendous supporter of Saints Happy Hour, so we're asking you to support the people who support Saints Happy Hour. Go to www.jldsharpsauce.com to get the best hot sauces and knives at the best prices anywhere. Use promo code SAINTSHAPPYHOUR and get 10% off. That's www.jldsharpsauce.com. G'day, it's Stevic from 12 Ninja here. And look, if you like American football, you should check out Saints Happy Hour podcast. I personally know all about American football, other than it's a bunch of massive blokes wearing spandex shoulder pads and helmets running around with a throwing a football. In Australia, you don't throw footballs. You punch it or you kick it. And there's um, no protection. They're all naked. And there's sharks and crocodiles fired out of cannons onto the field and we all stand around and drink blood watching it but American football's your thing you know what to do Saints Happy Hour podcast stick it in your ear hole <laughs> oh 
another edition of Saints Happy Hour podcast. It's that time of week where we do a Twitter Spaces. As always, the Twitter Spaces is presented by JLD Hot Sauces and Knives. For all your hot sauce and knives need, go to JLDSharpSauce.com. Andrew Juge is joining me as always. Andrew, before we get to the Saints and Seahawks, I just want to say... If you told me to pick the Saints quarterback and you said to me, you can have Matt Ryan, you can have Russell Wilson, you can have Geno Smith, or you can have Jameis Winston. I'm not saying I would have picked Jameis first because I'm not going to lie. I'd have picked Russell Wilson. I'd have probably picked Matt Ryan. Then Jameis. Geno Smith would have been last, but I'm watching a cooked off between Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson. Like, it is incredible to me how bad Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson look. I'm really feeling that term, a cooked off. It is. It's not that mine. Is, I've, I've seen that on the on the Twitters all over the place. That's, not, that, that's, that's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, no, I, dude, I can't. I, I can't even think of like it, it's so strange to me that Geno Smith is awesome. And look, we're gonna see real quick on Sunday. But yeah, look, I, we've seen this over, over the course of time in the NFL, right? Like Nick Nick Foles was caught lightning in a bottle the year he won the Super Bowl. Same with Flacco. I mean, remember that year Case Keenum with the Vikings? Yeah, yeah like me, a, me and you, me and you had an argument all off season when they got Kirk Cousins, and you were like, "They're going to be better with Kirk Cousins," and I was like, "Kirk Cousins in his entire life has never been as good as Ke- Case Keenum was." This year, like he's not going to be like the Vikings aren't going to be better because Kirk Cousins can't reach the level of Case Keenum. And it's one of the times where I was right. But you're right. Like, you know, Mick Foles, I would say his Super Bowl year is. Uh, Of course, of course, you worked in the one time you had a take that was more solid than mine. That's right. I mean, my take, my you see, though, my bad takes are like are like it's like uh, it's like. It's like a fire hose. You can't keep up with them. The good ones, they're easy to remember. <laughs> right, right, right. They're but saying, Nick yeah, Foles, even, yeah. his lightning in a bottle, I think of his lightning in a bottle of, is 2013 when he played the Saints in the playoff game. His lightning in the bottle for the Super Bowl, that was really just like a month. His year in 2013 was ridiculous. He had like 27 touchdowns and two picks. Like it was, it was madness. Madness, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm hoping that this Geno Smith thing like dies a quick death on Sunday. <laughs> like I'm hoping the Saints defense plays amazing. Maybe the Saints get an early lead. I know I'm going crazy here. I mean, suggesting that is is next level. But you know, look, Saints go up ten nothing. They stop the run, and all of a sudden they're enforcing Geno. Maybe Geno and Seattle offensively they're they get more aggressive because they're feeling confident. Yeah, and this is this is the. The normalizing. Well, game, let's you know, be let's be let's be real with Gino. When he played Denver, who has a good defense, he struggled. He was okay. When he played San Francisco, really good defense, maybe the best defense in the NFL. He was bad. When he played Atlanta and when he played Detroit, two of the bottom four defenses, he was good. So, like, you know. Yeah, I mean, all I can tell you is from a fantasy perspective, he is grossly outperforming my two quarterbacks. <laughs> I started by an, appre- by an appreciable distance. I started him 
against the Lions instead of Tom Brady against Kansas City, and I won in my fantasy league by a point and a half. So, but as to the Saints, Andrew, today we talked about it on the patrons only podcast. Uh, well, the the YouTube uh, video we do on the YouTube channel. But if you if you if you only listen to us audio wise, it's for patrons only. We talked about the practice report. The Saints still have a ton of people on it, but it's a really good practice report. I felt like because you're going to get Kamara back. You're, you're hopefully going to get Pete back, and Seattle is dreadful against the run. And in theory, if you add Pete to the Saints offensive line that played well against Minnesota and you add Kamara, hopefully you can do some business running the ball against Seattle. Uh, I thought the injury report was excellent news for the Saints today. Uh, well, I mean, we talked about Michael Thomas, and that's the part that has yeah. me really uneasy. But otherwise, yeah, no, you're right. I, I think overall it's positive, but uh... – you know, this is, uh, I guess, five practices in a row that Michael Thomas has missed mm-hmm. with, a toe, with a toe injury. And I guess it's a good thing that things are quiet for now. Uh, and he's not tweeting things that make yeah. me feel even less comfortable. But, <laughs> but I'm nervous, man. No, I mean, I think it's fair. I think it's fair because, listen, you know – He's been, that's it's if he misses significant time with the toe that's three straight years that he's missed time and the Saints probably will move on from him even post June or whatever because you you like three years in a row teams NFL teams aren't going to pay people 20 million dollars if you're injured three years in a row you know um so so he's under the gun to get healthy um, okay, so we got a bunch of people that want to talk. We got Mr. We got Mr. Cleo, and then freaking about football. Mr. Cleo, what you got for us tonight? How are you feeling about Seattle on Sunday? It's a big game. I, the the errors across the board on the team just have this give me this feeling of rolling chaos with <laughs> with Dennis with Dennis Allen. So I I just I really want to see them push the reset button and just play relatively error-free football. I'd love for y'all to talk about, like we keep saying toe. It, with Michael Thomas, is this like the old 80s turf toe injury, or what? It, what is the situation? Uh, it has to be, yeah. I, I would assume it's turf toe. And, you know, I'm not a doctor, and I didn't – obviously I didn't evaluate him, but anytime you're missing time with a toe, I mean, it has to be – it has to be turf toe, which which is essentially you know damage to the ligaments and the big toe is typically where it's at. Um, but yeah, I mean it's concerning in the sense that you know this is the injury that Penning has, and 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 he's out until November with it. Now Penning needed surgery. I think for him it was kind of the worst case scenario, where it was a complete tear of the lig- ligaments, pretty mangled in there. Uh, the fact that Michael Thomas hasn't even been put on IR yet tells me that he doesn't need surgery. So now, but like. Look, this this is an injury that ended Heath Schuler's career. So you know whether it's two weeks, eight weeks, like this. This is unfortunately, it's kind of one of those things. It's an injury that lingers, and there's kind of no telling. It's just kind of like let let the uh, how much pressure you can put on your foot and how comfortable you are walking. Like let the healing be your guide, basically. And it's kind of hard to project, uh, at least in my history and experience of following football and knowing about this injury and. So, some guys have it in their back. Sterling Sharp, it ended like his career too, I think. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. We've lived through the Michael Thomas doesn't need surgery thing before, and <laughs> that right. did not end well. It did not, Mr. Cleo. But but th- and thanks for joining us. You know, Andrew, Mr. Cleo, he brought up a good good point about the the Saints and the mistakes. It was interesting yesterday and today. Players talking about um, that they have to be more accountable not to coach to each other. You know, it was interesting that they said, look, the coaches can harp on it and, and focus on it, but we as players, we have to be accountable to each other. You know, Kamara was talking about I, me and Ingr- me and Mark, we can't fumble. We can't put our team in that position. So it's, it, it's because this team is a, this team is a veteran team. Like the saints are one of the oldest NFL teams there is. Um, so it's really interesting, you know, without Sean Payton, and Dennis Allen is the new guy. It's really interesting to me, Andrew, that this veteran group, they're like trying to close the ranks and like trying to like get their, for lack of a better term, like get their crap together. So I'm that made me feel better. Like I feel like the Saints, like the veterans, they know what it is. You, you go one and four, man. Your season is in the, it's falling in the abyss. I feel good about what I'm hearing from the players. Maybe it won't matter. Maybe they're not practicing. Well, I don't know. But I felt really good about what I've heard the last two days. I feel like the Saints are going to come out and they're going to be as focused as they can be. Well, I certainly hope so. And, and look. Yeah, they've been in all four of these games. That's what Alvin Kamara said. It's not like we're – or I think Teron Matthews said this. It's not like the doors are getting blown off, and he's right. And, and I think it's important to remember that as badly as they've played and as much as they've kind of self-destructed in these games, there has been an opportunity to win all four of them. Yeah. They, they were in these games with an opportunity to win in the fourth quarter. So I, I just think come Sunday, it's really got to be about – Let's play sound football. And let's let the chips fall where they may, right? Like if Geno Smith continues on this tear that he's on and, you know, Seattle beats you because they're a better team, then so be it. But I like the Saints' chances against most teams in the league now. You know, if we're playing Buffalo, Kansas City, you know, whatever. Like there are some teams in the league where I'm like, yeah, maybe they could play a perfect game and and they would lose. But I just feel like with most teams – not making mistakes, colossal mistakes, right? Game-costing errors. None. Not making those is probably enough for the Saints to beat most teams. In the yeah, game. like if you if you give me the turnover chart or whatever, the turnover. You tell me the turnover column Sunday, and you, and you say the Saints are going to be plus two in the turnover column for Seattle. I would be like, I'm betting three hundred dollars on the Saints to win and cover this game. Now the next week against Seattle, if you said. The Saints are going to win the turnover battle by one. I'd be like, eh, Joe Burrow could hit a couple plays. They got, they, you know, they got they got great receivers. They got they got uh, T. Higgins. They got Jamar Chase. The Saints win in the turnover battle against one when when Cincinnati might have uh, a huge advantage at quarterback and dependent on health. That'd be a little flip. But but you're right. Like most teams, man, the Saints they win the turnover battle. They'll be right in it. Um, but this game, this game. Besides that, uh, what do you think they need to do Sunday? Besides the turnover battle. Uh, well, you know, I, I do think Seattle is horrific against the run, so I, I think it's really got to be about supporting Andy Dalton, and especially if Michael Thomas isn't going to be there. Uh, look, I've been promised that Alvin Kamara looks faster. 
I've been <laughs> promised that he looks better than ever. You yeah. know, that he's more powerful. That, and, like, th- this is the game where he has to show it. I mean, I, I think he, he's got to go over 100 yards. He needs to break some runs. And he, he needs to get Andy Dalton in a position where he can go play action and just has easy throws. And, yeah. and his down and distance is manageable. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Uh, freaking about football, what you got for us? Uh, yeah, so I, I agree that, like, what they're sa- what like the players are saying is positive in terms of, like uh, like that aspect but like if you look at the turnovers especially the fumbles like they usually happen when like it's been like except for maybe the Camara fumble versus Carolina Carolina but like you know the offense has been struggling for like a half they aren't moving the ball and like somebody is just trying to make a play and like they get careless with the ball like Ingram versus Atlanta uh, Hardy versus like Minnesota, like Dalton. that kind of thing. So like, yeah, yeah, and, like Dalton at the end of the half, and like it's great that they're saying this, but like, say they start to struggle against That's Seattle right. in the first right. half, and like they can't move the ball, then what happens? Like, yeah. I, I want to see them. It's not gonna like I, I trust they're not gonna turn the ball over in the first like two drives, barring a free freak accident. It's gonna be when okay. You haven't moved the ball at all. Seattle got like a touchdown because like of a broken play or something, and now you're down seven nothing, and you you don't see anything good happening offensively. What are you going to do? And so like that's my worry worry offensively. It's not as much the turnovers as much as them getting frustrated and then turning the ball over. Yeah, I mean that's a great point. Freaking about football. And thanks for joining us. You know, Andrew, they just need the Saints, man. They just need. Anything freaking good. And it can be full-on shenanigans. It can be, as I like to say, falling ass backwards into turnover. I don't care. It can, you know, it, it, you know, it could be, it could be Seattle fumbles the opening kickoff. Saints get it first and 10 at the 20 and Camaro rips off two runs and it's seven nothing. And you're like, that's the total uh, a total well, that, BS. Yeah, you just you, I mean, you just described the dream scenario. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, give me that. I mean, but they they did. The thing is, the Saints have to have something good happen early, where their sideline can go. Here we go. This is who. This is us. This is Saints football. We're we're back. We're fine. Like they need it. They need to. They need it to happen. Um. And the thing is, what do you always say? Like, it can't this, – these tur- they're minus nine in turnovers. Like, eventually, it's going to stop. I mean, I've seen – I saw Mike Ditka and Heath Schuler dominate a Barry Sanders Lions team. Like, ran, like, eventually, like, no matter how bad a team is, they are, have a day where it just goes their way. Um, so, it better be Sunday. Uh, well, you, you know what's crazy, Ralph, is that – well, first of all, the Saints have 11 giveaways – in four games, 11. Uh, and, and I'd love to say that they have like a preferred met method of turning the ball over, but they're equal opportunity. They have six fumbles and five interceptions. So they like to, they like yeah. to mix up how they cough the football up. And then dude, penalties, this is crazy. First of all, the saints are number one in the NFL in penalty yards. Uh, actual number of penalties is actually the Broncos with, I think with 37 saints have 34, but if you go by penalty yards, the Saints are number one in the NFL. So they're number one in the NFL in penalty yards, and they're number one in the NFL in giveaways. I mean, you want to talk about how you lose games, that's it. 
But number two in the league in penalty yards is Seattle. So <laughs> oh, this, this my matchup, God. This matchup on Sunday, like, it might be, like. Flag of Palooza, baby. Flags, flags are going to be flying like it's, you know, Halloween. Somebody's going to get their and, eye yeah, put out. The, the like candy's being given out to kids in the neighborhood. That's right. You know, it's like, yeah. So that, that that's what we're looking at. And I don't know, like on some level, maybe one, one of these teams, right? Like one of them is going to get penalized more than the other unless they both get 10 penalties. So <laughs> it's, it's kind of like who cleans it up better. Have you been thinking of becoming a Saints Happy Hour patron? We have an offer you can't refuse. Sign up, and if you don't think Saints Happy Hour is the best daily Saints podcast and you aren't having a blast chatting on our private Discord channel with other Saints fans, we will refund your money. No questions asked. If you sign up at the $10 level, you can even keep our Boost Bundle welcome gift after the refund. You have absolutely nothing to lose, so go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. Podcast ads are the worst, right? Everyone hates them. You can get Saints Happy Hour ad-free by becoming a patron. That's right. Patrons get access to every show ad-free. No ads ever. You also get breaking Saints news podcast, Saints player grades, early access to shows, and behind-the-scenes access. Plus, you get access to our Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7 in private with other Saints Happy Hour listeners. And you get our world-famous booze bundle with four swag items. Amazing. So sign up and never have to suffer through another ad again. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com. That's SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. Uh, Bud Rich, what you got for us tonight? You think Dennis Allen, Pete Carmichael are watching this game and texting each other going, hey, we ain't doing this shit on Sunday, okay? <laughs> if we do this, we're going to fight. That's right. The, the, the Colts, not that people listening to the spaces gives a damn about Indianapolis, but the Colts' offensive line, they've had some injuries, but their offensive line decline is as steep as the Saints special teams. And the thing with the Colts, no team in the NFL has uh, has sort of allotted more cap space to their offensive line than the Colts, and their offensive line is terrible. So, and you want to know you want to know the worst thing about it? They uh, announced it's about two two hours before kickoff. Apparently, three of the five starters are all playing brand new positions. Positions. They put the left, the right tackle, left tackle, right guard at right tackle, and the right tackle at, and then they put like some backup right tackle at right guard. That sounds like Saints Dolphins, Andrew. (laughs) But but yeah, I'm I'm hoping that the Saints can get off to a way better start on offense and overseeing from either team because we may not have an offensive coach, but if it's a but if I had to choose between Dennis Allen, Frank Riker, and Nathaniel Hackett, Dennis <laughs> Allen all day. No, they, they do need to start better. I mean, it's bordering on ridiculous when you consider just what the Saints have done early in games. Now, we know, like, Tampa, they scored three points at halftime, right? I, I think against the Falcons, I believe they had seven points. Uh, they did go down and get a touchdown in the second quarter. Um, but you know, Carolina, what, what do they have at halftime? Three points again? Nothing. I mean, it's seven, Nothing. yeah, no, oh, they were shut out. Yeah. So, yeah. and then, you know, this past week they were shut out in the first quarter. So I, I, I just think the way this team has started games, it, it's just hard. Like on some level, 
it's actually impressive that they've been down multiple scores in each game and they've come back to make it interesting in the fourth quarter because, look, one of these days, like if they keep doing this, going to get blown off. Minnesota was really close to blowing the doors off of them. Yeah, their tight end dropped the ball that went right through his hands on third down, and they had to settle for a field goal there and like a couple other times. But, like, I'm telling you, man, like, they they cannot keep doing this, and I just – we need to start a game in a better position. So, whether that's a a turnover on the opening drive or, uh, you know, just like a sustained drive. I know it's hard because Andy Dalton's your quarterback and you probably don't have Michael Thomas, but, like, yeah, maybe you go 85 yards and you put the ball in the end zone. Like, Seattle's defense, like, this should be the team that you can do that. I'm hoping first place in scrimmage for the Saints. They just rip off a 35-yard run and just set the tone for the rest of the game that we're just going to shove that ball down the throat of Seattle's defense and just run with it. Yeah. Like, I want I want Andy Dalton 11 for 15, 110, and one touchdown. And the Saints have run. And Saints run for, for the like, whole game. Yeah, and the Saints run for like. <laughs> and the Saints run for like. The Saints run for like two twenty, and then we can have. Then we can have the argument that Andy Dalton is a winner and a game manager, and people will be like, he completed eight passes. <laughs> I mean, I'm a I'm a sicko. I, that's what I want. I want. I would love the Green Bay Packers, the Seattle team from. Like week one, Green Bay Packer, this team where we just dropped thirty eight points and only allowed three. Yeah, that's, I mean that's what I fucking like. You know, I, I thanks Butteridge. I, I, mm-hmm. I blame Dad Boy Wolf for this because when he came on this podcast, Ralph, he said, "Wouldn't it be hilarious if <laughs> Jameis got injured, Andy Dalton came in, played lights out, won the starting job, and then like when Jameis came back healthy, they're like, nope." We're sticking with Andy. Like we're getting right. closer and closer to that being a reality, especially if he plays well this week and the Saints win. Like I, I, I blame Death Boy Wolf. Well, he, I'll he say that spoke this into existence. I, I want to say if, if if the Saints. I mean, look the way the Saints are playing it. You hate to look more than past Sunday at three o'clock, right? But if the Saints beat Seattle and they start Dalton one more week against. Cincinnati and Dalton gets Bengal revenge game and the Saints are three and three and then the Saints are like, hey, we're gonna go back to Jameis. It's the biggest start of Jameis's career because I don't think the Saints, if Jameis is healthy, like if they're winning, even if Dalton is just average and putting up twenty five points or whatever, like the Saints I think they're gonna have less patience and rope with Jameis. Like because they're well, not going um, to. First of all, like man, I, I pray that that situation happens because I mean, talk about a good problem to have. Like, I'm so starved for a win. That's right. That like I, I will deal with the quarterback controversy if we can just get to three and three. I, I'll take it. You know, so like I, I would sign up for that. But I think the the way you've described it is both the most likely. And the most uncomfortable. Like, if they win these next two games, which, you know, beating, beating Cincinnati would be tough. And honestly, I mean, th- things have to change. Otherwise, they're not winning either game, right? They'll probably mm-hmm. be one and five. But, but the scenario where they win both, Andy Dalton just plays okay. Mm-hmm. Not, not bad. They're pretty good even. Just, like, fine, solid enough. But, like, nothing special. I think that's 
the most realistic scenario. Like, I, I, obviously, if he tears it up and he's awesome, mm-hmm. then then the decision's really easy. You stick with the guy. But what do you do if you're three and three, and all of a sudden Jameis is like, "All right, my back's good to go. I'm 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 good now. Let's let's roll." But like, you've just won the last two games with Andy Dalton, and he hasn't been great, but he's been good enough for you to win those two games. That's a scenario that I think is both like realistic and, and would be very difficult on the Saints because then for me that's a really tough choice because you know Jameis has more potential and we all know that and if he's healthy I still believe he's a better quarterback than Andy Dalton but if you've just won those two games with Andy Dalton man can you really go back and here's the thing if you're three and three Jameis he doesn't have like two weeks to like find it you know because you can't, you can't be like, okay, Jameis, you came back, it was bumpy, and you lost two weeks, and now we're four and four. No, no. If you're three and three, Jameis plays two weeks, you lose him, you're three and five. So, like, I just think it puts it puts immense pressure on Jameis. It puts immense pressure on Dennis Allen. But like you said, I'm here for it. Like, I just want the Saints. Oh, yeah. Just, just please be relevant uh, come October. Um, Look, I, I I was here for Aaron Brooks and Jake DeLome and all that, and that was super uncomfortable, and it was awkward, and it was difficult, and all that, and the fan base was torn, and it was uncomfortable. But like, I would rather deal with that again and be three and three than like one and five, and it's clear we got to go back to Jameis. That's right. Know? So, yeah. BT yeah, BTW, what you got for us? Hey, what's going on, boys? How you doing? Doing good. What's going? Um, you know what's funny is that we're actually seeing the the first re- like residue of CD being gone. The defense, like uh, Budridge said it, we don't set the tone. Guys are out there playing; they play well, you know, in, in spurts in the game. But just that energy from CD, you know, the same stuff that we had from CD and Quan last year, kind of, you know, it, it got the guys going and kept the the energy yeah. on both sides of the ball. And, and I think that this this week will be the first time we see the secondary together so we'll see you know uh, Adebo Sean May and, and Matthew together all playing in that secondary which I think will help you know get to the quarterback so it, it'll be interesting to see if they if they put Adebo on Metcalf uh, sometimes let him kind of fist fight with Metcalf off the line and have Marshawn play Lockett because Lockett's been playing well this year for Seattle but uh what do you guys think about that how do you guys feel I, about the secondary right now I think I think your point about the defensive energy I think it's partially true but I was at the Tampa game I thought the defense had incredible energy the stadium had energy the defense was fighting its guts out the thing is to build energy and you, you can call I don't like the word momentum because I think that's kind of made up but but energy and excitement and that sort of thing to build that BTW you got to make plays like you know what would give the Saints defense a lot of energy? A 7 nothing lead. A turnover. A, you know, a, a, <laughs> yeah. a 7 nothing lead. Drive down, get the lead on Seattle, and get Geno Smith in a third and eight when Seattle's trailing 7 nothing, and you got a full stadium of people. Like, that gives you energy. you gotta, you got to yeah, make no, plays. Rob, you got to get Rob, ahead. That's a good point. Because, Ryan, I, I do agree with that. Because, look, man – on some level, it's remarkable how well they've played when you consider that, okay, we're sitting here and this is the fifth drive in a row that the same, that the offense has gone three and out. You know, we, yeah. oh, gosh, we got to go back on the field. We got to stop them again. And, like, all things considered, the offense has been so frustrating and it's been so anemic just in terms of just, just even moving the chains, like just getting first downs 
has been mm-hmm. tough sledding. And I think that can have a really demoralizing effect. And look, I, I think from a pass rushing perspective, it's been disappointing. But again, you, you get a better pass rush when you have a lead and you turn the other team one dimensional. That's when you get more sacks. So, you know, that hasn't really happened yet. So I don't think we've really, because of how these games have played out and, and they go down multiple scores and the offense fails to get first downs, I think the way these games have transpired, we really haven't seen the defense play their best ball yet because they've had a hand behind, tied behind their back. Agreed. And the, and the penalties haven't helped at all either. So they, it's been, you know, it's, we could talk about that all day. It's, it's irrelevant now, but it's just hopefully that all balances out and these guys play well. I think they're going to win pretty handily on Sunday. So it, it'll be a fun podcast for you guys to do, you know, come Monday. Nice. What's your score prediction, Ryan? Uh, I actually think we're going to see something like 34-13. I think the Saints are going to jump on them early, and I think it's going to be early and often. So you, can't you're you're not buying the Geno Smith hype? I'm <laughs> not. I, I I think a lot of that's been smoke and mirrors. I I think he's going to get behind early. I mean, Geno's been known to throw the ball to the other team, um, which I think will help us now that we have our secondary healthy uh, together because May's going to play. So, um, yeah, I really do. I think I think having Pete back is going to be huge, and I think we're just going to run the ball down their throats to start the game. You know, I tried to create a stat like like three years ago, and I charted it the whole year. And it was a stat where I, I called it game control. And I was like, when the Saints have the lead and have the ball, do they score to extend the lead out? Dude, the Saints, Andrew, I'm not even sure if they've had the ball and the lead this year. I know they got the lead against Minnesota, but they ne- they didn't stop Minnesota, right? I don't know if they've had the ball and the lead this entire year. Uh, well, they should have. Well, they should have. If Honey Badger didn't get flagged for uh, yeah, what was it? Illegal contact Illegal. to the face. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying they didn't. Um, Maybe against Atlanta they led, but I don't and had the ball. But it's but I mean. It's so rare. You 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 gotta have those things to to be successful. So we got some more people. Uh, let me see. Uh, we got ECIV. What what you got for us tonight? Uh, hi, Odin. I'd like to first start um, by saying that I, don't you love seeing Matt Ryan land egg it on does. national television? It is. It's, it's nice. I'm not gonna lie. It really is. It really you know, the is. Game is absolute garbage. I, I just love seeing Matt Ryan be bad. He's so and, bad. Uh, He's so bad. Like, I kind of – I'm, I'm going to be honest, guys. No hatred for Matt Ryan. Like, now, see, now that he, I know, I know, like, I know this is weird, but, like, now that he's off the Falcons – You're just like, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, he never – He. Ne- I never hated Matt Ryan. I hated Matt Ryan, like, 1% of my hatred – for Cam Newton, oh, of course. Like, like Cam Newton was much more fun to hate, and he was the the outfits, the like. Matt Ryan was just like for a guy that played so many times against the Saints. Like they don't really have, we don't really have any like moments where we're like, "Oh, Matt Ryan killed us," you know? Like he just so vanilla and blah. Yeah, I'm be honest, I hated Roddy White more than any other oh, Falcon. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, now Roddy, Roddy White looking terrible in another jersey. I, I would second line. I don't even think. I don't even think Matt Ryan made our Saints villain bracket. Like that's he how didn't. that's like how pathetic yeah. it was. 
Like he didn't even make the play in. How can you hate a quarterback that you beat? (laughs) (laughs) I got to say it's six, six Colts Broncos. Is Denver is the is Mr. Walmart? Is he calling Miss Mickey Loomis's cell phone right now, Andrew? What for? Oh, oh for Sean Taylor. Yeah. Uh, Shit. I mean, I hope he is. <laughs> I, I really hope he goes to Dallas. Like, I, I really just want him to go to Dallas, so we can get like Dallas's picks or. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I'm gonna just throw it in the, just throw it out there. Maybe Dak Prescott. I don't know. It's, it's not happening. <laughs> Man, P- ECVI. Thanks. Well, hold, hold on, okay. hold on. ECIV. ECIV. Yeah. W- w- would you sign up for this? If I told you, Sean Payton is going to the Cowboys. That the Saints would get multiple first round picks. I, that, that, that's all. That, that's all I tell you. It's more than one. They oh, yeah. get more than one first round pick. Oh yeah, the Cowboys win a Super Bowl that following year. Do you accept that, or do you want mystery door number two? Oh God, I mean the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl is bad, but like I'm gonna be honest, it's more of a weighing of whether or not would you rather the Saints be better in the future or the Cowboys win a Super Bowl. Uh, I want. I I, I take. I'm gonna have to take the Saints. I gotta take the picks. I gotta take I gotta the take picks. picks. Yeah, and you just you you get a you you get like a pick in the twenties, low low teens this year. Well, and then, then you and then you get thirty two. Still though, like if you could, you, the Saints they hit on Ramcheck at thirty two. You can hit the pick at thirty two. Like we don't have a pick. Like yeah. thirty two is better than nothing. Yeah, yeah well, that's true. We we can't turn our nose up at. at we can't turn our nose up at anything. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, we have nothing. We're not we're not built for the future. So I mean, I'll take anything. To help out, you know, our 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 youngins in the in the, you know, in, in the in the team, like, please, because we have nothing. Look, three years down the road, we have nothing, and that that's even though now, you know, I see this team as even though we're doing bad, the NFC is really bad, and we can still compete. Three years down the road, we have absolutely nothing. Well, three years down the road, getting, though, the NFC South might still be terrible, though. Right. And it's like, I don't, you know, I don't even know if, I mean, do, do we draft a quarterback? I mean, you know, yeah. is, is Michael Thomas even still here? Is, you know, is Kamara even still here? Like, we, we don't have anything three years from now. And what? it's it's scary. It's scary. Even though Chris it's Olave. You know, three years from now. Yeah, yeah we have a lot. Right. You know what? He's going to be he's gonna be the best wide receiver in the league in three years. We're, we're going to just be positive. We're going to be <laughs> And Trevor Penn, hey, uh, thanks. Thanks, CC, and and you know, Trevor Penning could be good, and 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 you're and you're there. Look, the Saints' offense, their their roster's old, Andrew. But I'm telling you, man, Denver to me is gonna look. It, it they look every single week. They look more and more like the Sean Payton team, and it it's complicated because they don't have a first or second round pick in 2023. But the thing that Denver has, they have Russell Wilson. They have a owner worth $40 billion, I think. So you know they'll give Sean Payton whatever he wants. I think Denver is more – they become more and more likely the spot for Sean Payton every single week. And I think as Saints fans, like we're going to have to come to this reality that like I think they'll get like a first and a – a first and a second or a first and a third for Sean Payton. But like, we might have to wait for it 
for 2024, which will be weird. But, like, I, I just think, like, Denver, every week that they drop this crappy offense with Russell Wilson, it becomes more and more likely that Sean Payton's going to be their guy. Yeah, you know, I I, I don't know. It's the NFL. I, I kind of expect the unexpected. Yeah, it could. I, I, still, I still think Dallas, if I had to guess, I still think they're the odds-on favorite. But I still, man, like, at the end of the day, it's kind of like the way I look at Deshaun. Like, none of us expected the Browns to get it. They were dead to rights. And then the, and the money talks. Yeah. You know, and at the, at the end of the day, like, if, if – Jacksonville, obviously I know Jacksonville just got a new head coach, but I'm just saying if some yeah. awful team is like Sean Payton, here's $20 million a year, he, he's going. Yeah. He's not and saying th- no to that. Yeah, and look, Miami was going to pay him five years, $100 million. I was arguing with people there like, Sean Payton is not going to go somewhere without a quarterback, and it's not just going to be about money. I was like, grow up. It's always grow up. Money. Grow up. Always. If If – if the it's je- not about money until it's so much money that yeah. like you can't say no. it's not about money until Denver or the Jets or some mystery team or or Carolina is like hey Saints we'll give you a a couple of picks and oh by the way we're gonna pay Sean Payton five years a hundred and fifty million dollars and you he would never go to Carolina they don't have a quarterback. A hundred and fifty million dollars. You bet your ass he'll go to Charlotte. Like, and I just yeah. and I just think these billionaire owners are gonna do it. And I'm gonna throw out another team, the Redskins, or, or they're not the Commanders. I'm sorry. I know you say, oh, he'd never go for Daniel Snyder. That guy's a <laughs> scumbag, dude. If Daniel Snyder is, if he can talk Spurrier out of Florida. He can talk Sean Payton to DC. I'm just saying. Dude, I, I just want to say, like, and I say this lovingly because unlike some Saints fans who have turned on him, I, I love Sean Payton. He's kind of a scumbag too. I mean, <laughs> if, we're, if we're really being honest, and like, dude, he came to the Saints in 2006 for God's sakes. You know, like, you don't tell me that he doesn't like. That's too big of a challenge. That the, the commanders have been too bad for too long, and that job doesn't interest him. Don't tell me that. Yeah. So just to chime in real quick, can y'all hear me? Yeah, Roby, go ahead. Awesome. So a team that I haven't heard anyone say anything about is San Diego. They got a quarterback. Chargers. Yeah. They, they got it. Yeah, they got it. They got a pretty solid defense, a young core. Uh, Lombardi is there. We know what he did down here in New Orleans. Yeah. So I think that, you know, when you really consider the assets that they have, I believe they have picks. They do. They have a, I have a stud running back, right? So all in all, I mean, San Diego, it's, it's look, or not San Diego, uh, Vegas. It's a Vegas. No, it's, it's, um, it's, it's LA. LA. It's Sorry. LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's LA, right? So, yeah. I mean, I think that's appealing. I mean, Dallas, people keep saying Dallas, but I, I honestly think the Chargers makes the most sense. The Chargers make. And, the Chargers make sense, Robbie, because Roby, because they need to be relevant in LA, and they're not relevant even with Justin Herbert. The one pause I have about the Chargers, their ownership 
is poor by NFL standards. I mean, like poor, like like poor, like bottom five cash spending teams. Like they have trouble competing in free agency and doing things. Like so, I don't know if they have the wherewithal to cut the check to Sean Payton for twenty million dollars a year. Like I think, I think, but he has the ultimate leverage. I think in that, and I think he has the cachet to do it. And it, it hasn't been said, and, and as a native New Orleanian that still lives in New Orleans, I will say, as much as I love Sean Payton, a lot of the issues that we have as a team is a product of him trying to outsmart the room. Because last I checked, Lamar was on the board, yeah. and he traded up for the two first who's always hurt. <laughs> um, now, granted, now granted, the Mahomes situation, I get it, right? Like, you know, the, the Chiefs leapfrogged us. We ended up with Marshawn. That's fine, right? It worked out in that regard. Yeah. But I mean, sometimes Sean is like, "Oh, I'm the smartest guy in the room." But see, that's that usually results in the dumbest moves, well, the dumbest decisions. I, uh, thank you, guy. I think that's I think that's an interesting point, Andrew. In that, it will be really interesting with Sean Payton when he's in complete control. And Mickey Loomis tried to do almost everything Sean Payton wanted, but they didn't do everything Sean Payton wanted. It'll be interesting when Sean Payton has all the power and all the control. If he doesn't have somebody to balance him off, like Mickey well, Loomis. I I, I, I'm, I'm going to call it right now. I think it'll be a disaster. Ooh. ooh. I, I, I just think he needs that. I, I think Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton together were the perfect yin and yang. I think the reason why that worked is that Sean Payton loved to shoot from the hip. Mm-hmm. He was impulsive. He had great instincts, mm-hmm. and Mickey Loomis was very measured. He was very calculated, mm-hmm. and I just think those two people and, – and, and I don't know if anyone knows about the DISC assessments, but a DISC assessment is basically just a behavioral profile that tells you how you tick, how you work. And Sean Payton is the classic high D in a DISC assessment, and Mickey Loomis is a classic high C. And high D is like wants to be a dominant personality, wants to shoot from the hip, you know, shoot first, ask question later kind of person. And then C people, high C people are, are dominated by process, following the rules. And that, that's Mickey Loomis. And I think you blend those two kinds of personalities together and they balance each other perfectly. And every business should be set up with, with those two kind of people having seats at a leadership table. I think that's how you succeed in business is having counterbalancing personalities like that. And that's exactly what they had. And I'm just telling you right now, if Sean Payton gets all this money and he's the GM and the buck stops with him, and he's the head coach and he's calling all the shots. It's going to go as well. Yeah. Mr. Juge, we got Mr. Juge, Dylan and Mike uh, from booking the territory. Mr. Juge, what you got for us tonight? How's it going guys? Yeah. Ralph, I just want to say I, you, you know, obviously we've got a, a, this perfect storm going on with so many problems. I'd like to see him turn around the kicking game. You know, I think we need to get ourselves in field position where, where you know, we, we, you know, we, we get Will Lutz in the, in the 40s and 50s. Uh, you know, Gillikin stops out kicking coverage. Uh, you know, we stop giving up big returns. And that, you know, uh, I don't think we're going to see any miracles where, you know, somebody gives us a game. I think we're going to have to just, you know, try to um, – do things like use field position to better to yeah, put no. in, a, in, in better shape. So I, 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 that would be my. It's thing. a great. It's a great point, Mister Juge. I'll do it one better. I just, just Andrew, special teams don't be a disaster. Just don't be 
No, a disaster. I, I really, I really like that take by my dad. You know, like uh, it's a good point. Like I, I would love to, even if the Saints don't score a touchdown. Let's say they get the ball first, right? And let's just say they flip the field. Like they get a couple first downs. They punt. Gilligan hits a good punt. You know, and a fair catch is called at the eight yard line, right? They flip the field, and then they let's say they stop Seattle three and out, and then the next drive starts at their own forty. Like that, that that would be a great exactly, scenario. yeah. Like they don't necessarily have to score, but just flip the field, stop them three and out, and then all of a sudden you're you're playing the field possession game, and 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 you're putting yourself in a favorable position. And I I just think too often this year it's been they go three and out, and Blake Gilligan either outkicks his coverage, the return's pretty good, and the other team's at the thirty-seven, or you know Blake Gilligan, you know the, the Saints get a couple penalties. All of a sudden, they're punting from their own 12, and Gilkin doesn't hit it right, and the other team has it at their own 42, you know? So, like, yeah. I feel like that's what's been going on, and I think my dad's absolutely right. I would love to – thanks, Mr. G. I think it's interesting. I would love to know the Saints' sort of hidden yardage. Yardage. I bet you it's, like, gobs and gobs of, oh, of hidden Dude, I mean, that's what DVOA is all about, and they're dead last in the league. They're dead in special teams. They yeah. are right. Yeah. yeah, in special teams. So I'm just saying, like, I bet their DVOA. I, I I bet their hidden yardage is obscene. Yeah, Dylan, what you got for us tonight? Well, I'm I'm just watching this barn burner of a Thursday <laughs> night game right now. <laughs> Al Michaels, he doesn't even care. He's on like his stock app. He's Al Michaels is mailing these games in, man. Stealing oh, Amazon's getting, money. <laughs> he's get he's getting he's getting half a million dollars, getting steak dinners, and he's just I mean, I I don't blame him either. If Amazon threw a pile of money in front of me, I'd do the same thing. But <laughs> Dylan, if I told you right now that your choices for the Saints starting quarterback on Sunday were Andy Dalton, Ryan, or Russell Wilson. Oh, is it impossible that you would say Andy Dalton at this point? <laughs> Andy, Andy Dalton, dude. Russ, Russ looks terrible. He looks terrible. I mean, considering what we're paying Andy Dalton, absolutely. I, I, I mean, he looks bad. That, that look. Anyway, I was gonna say, guys, talk me off the ledge with the Saints because I feel like if we don't win this game on Sunday, it's over. I, here's the thing. I, I can talk you off the ledge, and let's be positive. The turnovers are random. You, you, I, I know you, the, to play the game. Hey, if you just take these three plays away, but but, but seriously, you take away the Ingram fumble. Wait, hold on a second. Who, whose voice was that? That was my, that was my my nerd voice. The, the, oh, okay. the, the, the if you take away the Ingram fumble against Tampa, and the Camara in either. Either the Camara fumble or the Andy Dalton fumble against Minnesota. Just take one of them away. The Saints are three and one, and they're a bad three and one. And the and everybody in the league is like the Saints are one of the worst three and one teams in the league. But you know what, Dylan would be like, it's fine. Jameis is freaking hurt. We're we'll fix it. It's going to be all right. They'll, they 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 they're winning. They're just going to get it. They're going to get it fixed. These fumbles are and it's fine. Just pile up the wins. They're they're pretty close to being pretty good. But my thing is, there comes a point in every team season where the, either you're, you think you're going to be a good team going into the year or you think you're going to be a bad team. 
And after about four or five weeks, you have a game where you play you play pretty well and either you win and you're like, yeah, we are a good team. We're going to turn this thing around. Or you play pretty well and you have your guts ripped out and then you're like, you know what? Maybe we are trash. And you kind of spiral downward. And I think the Saints, like Sunday is that moment. Like they've either got to play better and we can see they've turned around or they're not. And it's going to be five weeks of data where like we see these things that they keep saying they're going to fix and they don't. But they're, they're, this roster is too good, I think, to fall off a cliff. I, I just keep telling myself that. And Dennis well, Allen's I, a good coordinator. I, I mean, I, I think I think my opinion is not a hot take at all. Like, if Kamara played last weekend, we probably would have beaten the Vikings. So I just want to see how Andy Dalton yeah. looks with Kamara. If he can kind of play some small ball, move the chains, you know, score some points with, with Kamara, I, I feel like we'd be a lot better off and we should be able to beat this team. But, man, if we... Look, we better beat the Seahawks because next week the Bengals are coming to town. So I feel like this is a must win, but well, we'll see. I just think we need to be a little bit healthier on offense, and I think that this Mm -hmm. team just needs to be a little bit more disciplined as well on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, listen, the Saints, you look at the schedule, 2-2 Seattle, 2-2 Bengals, 2-2 Cardinals, one and three Raiders. I mean, that's not. And then two and two Rave, Ravens are difficult, obviously. But then one and three Steelers, two and two Rams. Like the schedule for the Saints until you get to the middle of November. Like they aren't going to be playing any world beaters. I saw the Rams Monday night. Andrew, Mike Stafford was a disaster. The Rams' offensive line was a disaster. Like. They're going to be in these. They're going to be in these games. And and the thing is, Dylan, I think they're going to be in these games, whether they play well or not. Like they can, they some of these games, they can continue to step on the rakes and be in these games. So it's going to be maddening if they don't stop with the turnovers. Yeah, and and and, and before you before you let me go, I, I just want to say too on the record, just just go with Andy Dalton. Just, <laughs> just go with him. I, I can't do Jameis anymore. I've seen enough guys. I, I I felt like the offense was just better, and it would have been a lot better with Kamara in there. I, I've i seen enough of Jameis. I know there's a lot of people out there that disagree with me, but you know what? I don't want to piss this good defense away. Like, just get Andy Dalton in there and just move the chains. I, I just – that's where I stand, and it is what it is. Yeah, thanks, Dylan. All right, My Mike, pleasure. Mike. It's been a while since we talked to you uh, from Booking the Territory. Mike Mike Mills, what's going on, friend? First, can you hear me well? I can. Go ahead. So i got to say two two things. The first one, I see why Andrew is such a good dude. I swear, every time his dad is on here and talks, <laughs> he's the most positive person he is. about the Saints. And I, I, I can, God, that is so welcome in today's world when someone can be as positive as Mr. Jude. So, Mr. Jude, great job, man. I, I can... I can listen to you talk about the Saints all day just because of your positivity. Um, Ralph and, and Juge, did y'all see I, – I didn't have a chance to verify this stat today, but Trey Wingo tweeted out that the Saints were ninth in the league in total yards but 19th in points and, and last, obviously, in turnovers. And I think we had two more 
giveaways yeah. than yep. the, the next nearest team. So, and I know, like, the fourth quarter of the Falcons game may have swayed that a little because they just kind of just went, you know, it just was nuts and all the yards that piled up in, in the first game against the Falcons. But I just find it interesting because you think about those other games where it was bad, uh, where it went downhill quickly with Tampa. But it is interesting to think, I would have never guessed that, that they would have been as high as ninth total yardage, even in garbage time yards. Yeah. So it kind of gives me a little more hope than I realized just thinking about this week. You know what I mean? So I was wondering if y'all saw that and what y'all thought about that. Go ahead, Andrew. Well, I would say, first of all, and, and Mike, you know, you've always been an awesome supporter of the show, man. So good to, good to hear you. Good to hear your voice, man. Thanks for being on. But, yeah, look, I, I would always say that it's one thing to have the need to put up yards and, and you put up yards in garbage time, you know, and we, we've seen teams do that against soft coverages. And, you know, they pad, we call that stat padding, right? And, and they're kind of, they're going for stats, right? They're milking their stats. And it's not really that impressive. But we've seen the Saints get vertical with Chris Olave when they've been desperate. And I, I don't know that it's necessarily been against soft coverages. No. You know what I mean? Like, Olave's, like, gone up and caught some ridiculous passes. And, Dalton, I mean, that throw that Dalton made with 24 seconds left. I mean, seam was Minnesota, Minnesota won, so I'm sure they're, they're attaboy and all. But I'm sure their coaches were like, I cannot freaking believe with 20 – the one dude that we told you mother bleepers not to let beat us, you right. just let him get down the middle open and make the freaking play. And Mike, you know – Nick Underhill said this. He was like, Olave would lead the league in receiving yards if his quarterbacks could throw him the ball accurately. And, and I, I think that was a shot at Andy Dalton and – Famous both, but like they missed him a few times where he was wide open. And if if you put consistently getting behind the defense, if you put Chris Olave on the 2011 Saints, they win the Super Bowl. He would be Randy Moss, right? He because that it was unstoppable. Like it would have been, it would have been like supernova magical. Uh, but, well, I, and look I, again, like Michael Thomas and Kamara are out. So yeah. uh, just think a world where like a lot is getting behind defenses, and Michael Thomas is moving the chains, and Alvin Kamara is running the football, and they're all healthy. Like I, I think that would make a world of difference. And you know, the other thing I would throw out there is it, it would be great to find a way to get Deontay Hardy involved, uh, just a little bit. You know, and I, I'm not talking about. Besides the kick and punt returns, just give him a few touches, two or three touches, you know, try to hit him on a deep ball, you know, or, or at least allow him to stretch, be in there and stretch the defense for you and, and give you some stuff underneath. Because I just think the amount of attention that Olave, Michael Thomas, maybe Jarvis Landry to some degree, like the attention that they command, I think would open up an opportunity I, for a playmate. Gonna... And he's a home run hitter, like as bad as he's been this year. We still know Deontay is a home run hitter. And here's the thing with Deontay Harris. I think why they need to give him just, like you said, two or three touches or plays. He, to me, clearly is a guy who is like, I am in a contract year. I got to make plays to get paid. And he's pressing and he's trying to run balls out the end zone. He's trying to do too much on a punt where he fumbled. 
I just think if you got him in the Florida game, you got him a bubble screen, and he got a 15-yard gain, I think it would lose. I think it would just relax him a little bit and just be like, okay, now on these punts, I don't have to press. Yeah, just run run a jet sweep, and he gets 15 yards. Like, just think about how much easier that makes Andy Dalton's life. Yeah, um, you know, and the thing with the Saints. Mike, that you brought up about the yardage is for as bad as it's been, Will Lutz got two ki- you know, he had the kick block against Carolina. He 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 missed the field goal. You know, and the Minnesota game, right, the first drive, they had the stupid penalty on Ruiz that wasn't a penalty. You know, against Tampa, the opening drive, they kicked the field goal, but they they had a, a mistake that they couldn't convert. You know, so they they've they've actually weirdly on first drives if not for shooting themselves in the foot, they'd probably be better off. Like I feel like the the critic. I'm not seeing saying Andrew that Pete Carmichael has been wonderful and it's seamless from Sean Payton. It's not, but I see an off. Like I don't see anything in the offense where I'm like Pete Carmichael is completely freaking overwhelmed. He looks like Joe Judge with the Giants or Patricia with New England right now. Like, it's completely overwhelmed. He doesn't know what he's doing. I don't see that at all. Like, this offense, it's just sort of like a car that's, like, misfiring on one cylinder, you know? Yeah, I mean, I hope they just can figure it out. Mike, uh, what's your prediction for Sunday? Do you have, under yourself, and just curious, do you have a prediction for Sunday? Um, so I'm the type of person that until you show me that you can do it, then I believe you'll do it. So <laughs> I will pessimistically, um, I will pessimistically go with Seattle. Um, and my thought process is I want to put the stink on Seattle as I do that. So, you know, Seattle 26, Saints 23, but I 100% hope I'm wrong because like Ralph, um, you know, I'm older than you, Juge, and, I've been a Saints fan since 81. Uh, I've seen the bad years. They're no fun. So we got to start winning. I've, I've been through it all except for the late 70s and, uh, and, and you know, the 60s. But, yeah, I, I, I hate to say it. I'm just – I'm pessimistic. I need I need some more of your dad to rub off on me so that yeah, I can uh, believe they're going to pull it off. The thing, is with, the thing is with the Saints this year, Mike, because they've started so slow, really – to be honest, the only fun moment they've had is the the comeback against Atlanta. The other games have kind of been a grind. It's not like I'm not obviously we all watch, right? So we we're, we're watching these games, but like they haven't been like fun and it's 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 been a grind and it's been a it's it, it it's almost felt like you're watching a person. They're not swimming. They're trying to keep from drowning, right? And it hasn't been a fun watch. Like, we need – I want fun. I want points. I want good start. Like, get me get me excited before freaking 12.30 or 1 o'clock. That's, that's what I want. No, you're 100% on the money. I mean, it goes back to the discussion y'all were having about them – Maybe not playing with the, you know, they only had the, they had the lead against obviously Atlanta and they won that game, but like the offense, had they even had the ball for a lead? I mean, it's, it's, it's really has been, it's almost laughable at times because you're, you got so used to all going to Peyton and Breeze years, right? They play with a lead so often. 
I mean, like most of the time. So now you, you're just it, that's completely flipped in these first four games. Even the game they won, they didn't have to lead till late. So yeah, it's kind of like you're just sitting there, like, okay, when's it gonna happen? Oh, and it, it it brings you down. That's why I said I'm pessimistic until they show me. Um, so I know exactly what you mean. It's it's not fun. Um, we still watch because we're diehards and we're Saints fans. We've mm-hmm. been doing it our whole lives, but at the end of the day, you do want to see them do do it from the beginning and they've been close i mean they've had some good opening drives yeah it's just that they haven't been able to finish them off and and honestly if they could just finish an opening drive off or even a second drive of the game i feel like you'll feel a whole lot better give me give me give me my kingdom and thanks mike my kingdom for a 11 play 80 yard drive Dalton's four for four for fifty-five yards. Like, just like, give me that class, well, you know? Yeah, yeah, that would be great. And Ralph, I need to publicly apologize for something. Um, you know, I was really mad that the Saints lost Latavius Murray. I was really upset that they lost him. Uh, I'm watching the Denver Broncos try to run the football right now, and uh, they're they're leading rusher. If you don't count Russell Wilson scrambles. Their leading rusher is Melvin Gordon with nine carries for 15 yards. Right oh, now. my God. And, and uh, <laughs> so, you know what? They need Latavius Murray worse than we do. And, and I, 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 I think I'm, I'm in a giving mood. Like, I, I'm going to give them that oh charity. I, 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 I just feel so bad watching this that I feel like Latavius. I, I'm willing to make that sacrifice. They must have just – Hopefully the karma comes back around, but, like, you know – this is, this is Melvin Gordon, nine carries, 15 yards. And, like, NBA, no wonder Latavius Murray would to go there. NBA Toker, the, the, the Broncos, they just emailed Latavius Murray a reel of their crappy running backs and said, please come. <laughs> NPA, what you got for us, man? Yeah, it's funny, man. I was, uh, I was pretty pissed off when I uh, seen Latavius Murray uh, was traded. I know you were really mad too, but. I was. Damn. <laughs> I guess they do need him. And, you know, I guess he's always going to take the running back one position over, you know, third or fourth. I mean, we got AK, so I I kind of understand where he's coming from, you know. It sucks, though, as a Saints fan. I really wanted to have him on with us after that amazing, amazing uh, run he had, you know. But it is what it is, you know. Right now we got to focus on where we are right now. And my main question is, like, what's going on with Deontay Hardy? I'm, I'm a big fan, so, you know. Yeah, no. That's um, a little... Uh, Confused as what's going on with if he's getting traded or is he just waiting out for a, for a paycheck? I I'm, think, I'm confused. I think he's just, I think he's just pressing too much. I think he's a guy that he's hurt. He's he's a little banged up, and he knows like he's got to perform to get paid. And the thing is with return guys, like even the great, besides like the all time great ones like Hester, you look at most of them. Even like Michael Lewis, the great returner for the Saints, like they're. They're really good, and then it's just you snap your fingers and it's gone. Tyrone Hughes. So I think it's I see a guy who's pressing tremendously because he knows if he doesn't make returns, he's not getting paid. Uh, so he's being risky. He's doing things that maybe he shouldn't. That's what I see. Yeah, I, yeah it sucks to hear that because you know it, it is starting to look like that. You know, I was really confused why he never returned. You know, I I assumed it was over maybe injuries or something, but. After his tweets, uh, you know, I just step back from it as a fan, you know, and just look at it from a 
the team point of view and just like it is what it is with Deontay Hardy. I mean, we do have that rookie. I don't, I haven't heard much of him, but I know a lot of a lot of people have been raving, raving about him. You talking about Rashid Shahid? Yeah, yeah, Rashid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's still on the practice squad, so you know we'll see. But you know, I think with Hardy, because look, he's a five-six player, and he's been to the Pro Bowl before as a return man, so he, he I, he'll find a job somewhere else, but. I just think when you look at him right now in the season that he's having and he had a DUI last year, so maybe some off the field issues a little bit that the teams would look at. I'm not, I'm not judging the guy. I'm just saying like teams will look at that and he's five foot six and he's kind of having a miserable season and he's been injured a couple of times, nothing yeah. major, but just like he gets banged up a lot. And I just think teams will look at that and they'll be like, yeah, sure. We'll give him a one year, $2 million deal come return kicks for us you like I, I just I don't think he's getting a, a, a big payday you know based on what yeah. he's doing right now so uh, it makes sense that he's pressing it makes That's sense right. that he fe- he's feeling the pressure and yeah I mean I, I think look if, if he can turn it on in the second half of the season and let's say he catches five bombs between now and the end of the year where he has four touchdowns and he's averaging 20 plus yards of catch and let's say he runs one back for a touchdown like all of a sudden like he might parlay that into a three-year, fifteen million dollar deal. Yeah. So th- thanks, NBA. So. Thanks, NBA. No you know, and Andrew, as, as we as as we get out of here, I, I want to say I'm going to feel more optimistic. My, I, I didn't change my pick because I feel like once I make the pick against the Saints to change the pick to them, I feel like that's bad juju. But I just look well, at you're the, also not you're also not a coward like David Cariello. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm not gonna if this happens or if that happens I mean, I, I I'm gonna change the pick. But but I just look I, I'm looking at this Denver Colts game tonight, and that's I know that's AFC. But I'm looking around the NFC. I'm looking at this Saints schedule, like they can still get it together. And listen, in 2000 they started 1 and 3 under Jim Haslett. They ended up 10 and 6 and won the won the West. In 2000 in 2017 they started 0 and 2, went on a run. You know, and even the the Mora years when they after they had won the Dome Patrol, they had bad starts. They dug out. They now they never made the playoffs and they they only got to eight, eight and eight, I think one time they went seven and nine a bunch of times at the end of more time. But they dug out. My point is they dug out of it. And I think Dennis, I know Dennis Allen's def- defensive staff is good, and the offensive staff is pretty good. I still think they can dig out of it. And the NFC is so bad that if they can just get to four and four, five and four, they'll be right in it. And I'm telling you, we'll end here, Andrew. I really think that Tom Brady is close to washed. And I know they put up numbers against Kansas City in garbage time, but I think Tampa, they're going to they'll probably beat Atlanta, but they're going to struggle when they play Pittsburgh. And they'll probably beat Carolina because Carolina is to replay with Baker Mayfield. But but Tampa's going to have a hard time getting to 10 wins. I really believe that. So if the Saints can just get it together and win three out of four, four out of five, like they can be in this thing. It's it's not it's not insurmountable. It's not like they're in the freaking AFC. There's still reason to hope, but it's got to start Sunday. It absolutely must.
Man, that's fair. And yeah, I mean, look at this point. I just win Sunday. I really don't care how it looks. I, I really don't care who plays well. I don't care who looks awful. I don't care if they win seven to three and, and turn the ball over five times. Like at this point, like just find a way to win. Just get one win. Yeah, because we you you can you can talk yourself into it, and I just want like it was so fun. When they beat Atlanta and had the comeback, it's so, it, it. The Saints, the community we have for the podcast and on Twitter, it, it's so much fun when the Saints win. And I've recalibrated my expectations. Like I'm not even thinking Super Bowl or being a serious contender. I just want to have some freaking fun on Sunday. I I you know what I I want Kamara and Ingram to have a huge rushing game, and I want them to do a fun dual press conference after the game. And have and, and just have some fun. We need some fun because we ain't had fun around here in a month. We need we need it. So, guys, thanks. Yeah, to- I mean, I, I I feel like the well. Anyway, yeah. No, look, I I think this is it for the Saints. I I agree with uh, Dylan when he said earlier. Like, if they lose, well, they still got twelve games, and let's say Tampa. Well, they'd be two games behind because I guess Tampa or Atlanta, one of them has to win. So, uh, if they lose, they'll be two games out with 12 games to go like that's not that scary like that that is they can make that back but I don't know on some level it really does feel like if they drop this one like you can kind of forget it so I'm not ready to call this like categorically a must win but I gotta have this yeah and listen it. it can turn on a dime they beat Seattle they beat the crap out of Joe Burrow and they're three and three we'll be talking ourselves into an Andy Dalton extension you think I'm nuts, but give it two weeks. Just let it marinate in your brain. So, listen, guys. If you're on this, thanks. We had a ton of people in the room tonight. Support Saints Happy Hour. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com. Sign up for a month like Melissa and uh, Joaquin and Dylan. They all did it. And if they don't like it, I'm going to refund their money. And they'll still get their booze bundle. Uh, so sign up, support the show. We have more fun in the Discord, talking Saints in a private Discord channel. You get a podcast every day. You get Andrew's written grades. You get my WWL column early. We have we are freaking fire hose of Saints content, and it's only ten dollars a month. Give us a try. If you don't like it, I'll give you a full refund. So thank you for joining us. We will see you uh, Monday uh, on the live stream. Uh, go Saints! Who dat? Please, please, please get to three and two. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.